0: Blunt pen knife doing okay. Welcome back to A Hamster with a Blunt Pen Knife, a Doctor Who commentary podcast. And it's me, Dylan Reese, here again. And obviously, I'm with Joe. Say hello, Joe. Hello. I'm delighted to be here to talk about this fabulous episode. Wonderful. And we've got someone else here as well. We've got Luke Beloy here too.
1: Hello, yes, I can't wait to talk about this episode too. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: We know do that, we, do that we not know, Everybody knows what you think of this episode already.
1: Yeah, well, it's good that we've got two people here that really like it, isn't it? <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I, I just uh I just think it's shite. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, that's the podcast done. For
2: <laughs> I, I declared it off our um thread on Facebook. I think this is potentially my favorite opening episode of Yeah,
1: which is which is nuts. You know, no. I'm gonna hold back on the swear words okay. at the beginning because no one wants to listen to that. Uh, but that uh, that's nuts.
0: I don't know whether I a hundred percent agree, but definitely I mean all the two part openers. Uh, are my favourites. I I I don't really wish really. That's nuts.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, um, like I, I don't like any of Russell T Davis's episode ones of any of his series at all. That's nuts as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely
0: got the weaker ones though. I think the yeah. uh, I think like the only
2: actual strong one is Smith and Jones. I think Partners in Crime is a masterpiece. It's,
0: it's not Partners in Crime... It's got its moments, but he, he's running on empty by that point a little bit. And Murray Gold, by that point, is just too over the top. If you listen to, and Jack pointed this out to me, if you listen to the score to Partners in Crime, it might as well be the score to like a screwball comedy or something like that. What's great about it? Or an animated <laughs> movie. Nah. Oh, wow. nah. That, that music yeah. makes me want to curl up and die. It's not for
1: me. I think all Moffat's openers are brilliant, actually. It's not a dud. There's not a good, I know you don't like deep breath, Dylan. Uh, no, but it's, actually, it's I, think I, I think out of all of them, that's probably the weakest one. But I mean, um, you compare 11th deep hour breath. is 11th hour is top three
2: of the new Compare deep series. breath to this, oh, oh, mean, oh. it's badly structured, it's badly paced, it's mm. got a boring first half. How do we go
1: anywhere? But, okay, so we need to get this out of the way first, then. For my, for my, like, let's say, hatreds of this episode, <laughs> <laughs> it's that I, I don't. I don't buy into Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor, and I don't buy into Chibnall's vision of the show, and so anything else that might work, structure or the fact it looks nice and that is just surface level stuff. I it, it, fundamentally I do not like the show.
2: Oh no, I don't <laughs> like <Lenny> Henry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do Does anyone that? actually
2: like Ernie Henry? Because yeah. that's exactly how I feel about Matt Smith and Stephen Moffat. So I I understand where you're coming from. If you're not behind the Doctor and you're not behind the vision for the show, you're automatically in a bad position before you even press play.
1: Yeah, it doesn't particularly matter what the story is or, you know, how good it looks or anything. You don't buy into the show. You're just waiting for the show to change. And I think as well, like, if we're diving in, Series 12, I've got really bad memories of Series 12, just that hating it at the time. It really turned me off, Doctor, at the time, and so yeah. like whenever you go back to it, it, it it it's it sort of comes with that anyway. Uh, why did I hate it at the time? Because it's shit. <laughs> and uh, so so I know and This is this is the bad bit about this podcast. Really, is people are going to go. well explain we you it. on? <laughs>
0: they're
1: gonna. I think people are obviously going to ask explain it then. Explain why you don't like it. And actually, I, I find it really hard to. I think. <laughs> I think I'm going to sound like a hypocrite quite a lot because a lot of the stuff I'll say I don't like, you might apply it to other areas and I do like. And we've mentioned the snap joke before that I think is absolutely awful in this, but if Matt Smith said it, I'd probably find it great.
0: If you just pretend to be a sexist and not like a female doctor, everyone will understand why you don't like the era. (laughs) I would like to say that, Dylan Reese, you are, in fact, responsible for this because you said to me, me and
2: you are too positive about this era. Let's drag Luke Malloy in because he'll be the voice of reason. I do also,
3: I really
1: wish I could sit here and truthfully say, like, oh, okay, I'm excited to watch it with two people that love it and see. And you can, I'll see it through your eyes and maybe I might like it. I just won't. I just can't no, see well, that. <laughs> <off then. laughs>
0: uh, do, you know, do you know why I think it's important to do this? Because this is not the the most popular era of the show. It's also not as unpopular as a lot of people would have you have you think. And I do want to hear somebody criticise it and somebody that I like, rather than <laughs> that knows really. There are some really nasty podcasts out there um, of some horrible people who I won't mention. But they are bigots and they are sexist and homophobic and transphobic and racist. And they exist within the Doctor Who community and they fire all their bile at this era of Doctor Who because it's too woke or whatever. And I'm talking popular podcasters um, who will remain nameless. And so I just wanted to um, I just want to hear somebody who doesn't like it, who I know isn't any of those things. I'm as gonna be completely anonymous as well, but
2: I don't think it is just bigots there's podcasts that I know who that and they're in no way bigots, but there is a tone of I'm a bit better than this TV, which is very odd to come on and talk about an era of a show and just be like, Well, I'm I'm enduring this, I'm tolerating this because I know something. <laughs> just don't fucking talk about it, then you know, because you just sound like a twat. Yeah. Okay, so what? we've we've agreed to
1: do this because, you know, it would be fun to get someone who doesn't like it and, like, yeah, you used it, love it. If, you know, I was in my own time or doing my own podcast, I wouldn't watch this. And when we did Lost on Gallifrey, apart from when they actually erred, we never, ever used to talk about the journey with career, just because neither of us particularly liked it. Um, just, just to clarify. It would, be, it would be, a yeah, going back to this point, it would yeah. be a hell of a lot of a smoother road and journey if I just said I liked it. Because I know it comes with, of course, you're under the cost straight away. Of There's there's only one example of a female Doctor. And I'm saying, it's the only one I don't like. So <laughs> that obviously comes with a bit of,
3: you know.
2: What about
1: the
0: truth Doctor? There's two. Come on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, 11 minutes. 11 minutes. No one's done any of their finest work in 11 minutes. I think, and I think we all know that.
1: The roof doctor would count if it is like, just sort of justified. I know it's stupid and artificial, but like the war doctor counts because he's almost he's justified with the whole, like, day the doctor. He's explained where he is in the in the whole, like, you know, from first to eleventh where he is. But, I mean, oh, you're that fan. Yeah, you I don't am. Like that the mystery.
0: Fan. You need to know where all your doctors fit. It's no wonder you're fit. a Stephen <laughs> Moffat fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's not
1: necessarily known where they fit. It's just none of it particularly makes any sense. So she had a she had a police box TARDIS and then, you know, got a mind wiped and then stole another TARDIS and then got a police box again. No, I think and... she stole
0: that stole the same TARDIS and it, it just prefers being in the the form of a police box because that's but what I the think this likes. needs explaining. Oh, I, I, I don't. I think it does though. If you're gonna go there, I think it
2: does. Then go and read a book by Gary Russell. Then all right, it'll do <laughs> it for you. But can I, I think... can I um can I explain why I think this is so good go for it because I think it's such a, it's a it's a very stylish piece of television and my reaction to this when I first saw the cliffhanger at the end I jumped out of my seat and screamed with delight at that master reveal I absolutely loved it so i realise realized it's subjective but when I watched this it was it was just a delight for me yeah um, and not- if you if you watched it like that if that was
1: your reaction the first time round, then you do sort of feel that buzz every single time you watch it. Because I, I have the same thing with uh Oswin and Asylum of the Daleks. I have that say that the reveal that she is a Dalek and how like wrong footed I was through the whole of that.
0: I still get that buzz now. So I can understand yeah. that. There was there was that like times ten over this season though for me. It just kept every few episodes, it just kept, you know. Amping things up with reveals and surprises And I just thought it was the most uh, Genuinely one of the most exciting Doctor Who Seasons I've ever seen But for uh, me it was all just Reveals and twists with no Actual substance, it was just
1: A moment you could put on TikTok To sort of get people Going, what
0: which is exactly the format of television right now, and I don't see that I don't see the format of the show changing that much when Russell T. Davis is in charge. It's gonna be TikTok moments and reaction video sort of things.
1: Yeah, do- but I do think there'll be a better story to cushion it around. we'll watch, actually. Have you watched, have you
0: watched New Earth? <laughs> <laughs> on, he's, said that. he's a he grown just, up uh, now? Doctor you know, pours like a load uh, of liquid uh, on him and that always cured everything.
2: Oh dreadful. <laughs> do
0: you remember you said that about
2: a series of reveals? That's what series six felt like to me. A series of reveals and dead ends that didn't really go anywhere. But at least in this, everything that is started in this episode is paid off in the what time. Do, what do you mean paid off? What so he says, Oh, Gallifrey was destroyed and we go to Gallifrey. He says the timeless child and we explore the timeless child. And how much fun was <laughs> <is> that? <laughs>
3: Well what do you Hood. think of it?
2: In terms of a structured season, every single seed he plants here, he deals with in that final episode. I think they all do that though. I mean when you say seed planted, he says like
1: sometimes. It, they they say some stuff in the opener and they go there in, in the finale.
2: That is generally what happens. Just like as, as a piece of television, this from scene to scene, the set pieces are incredible. The money is on the screen. It's got energy and pace. It's funny. It responsibly reintroduces all of the regulars again at the start of the season. It kickstarts the arcs that run throughout the season. It's got some wonderful guest stars in Stephen Fry and Lenny Henry. And we love that sort of thing. You know, it's got fun ideas in it. It's a really, really great james bond pastiche i don't really like james bond movies but i, I love, love james bonds well of course you do <laughs>
0: <laughs> i've well, just watched them you're... All the target audience look below it, that's why <laughs> i know i get right. that
1: i do yeah. get that and i think as much as like i should be grown up you know we always talk about like the cringe feeling of doctor who when you're watching it around other people you get that cringe in your stomach it sort of ruins it for you like the whole era is cringe for me, and even though I should be it over made that you
2: cringe, you
1: got I, fabulous chases in in vineyards. I I and should be over in- that cringe feeling because I'm like in my twenties, but I I'm not with this era. And even when I watch it on my own, I still find it cringy. So it's not even like it's a it's a influential cringe. I, I and it and it does all stem from to be honest jody with because performance of the doctor i just really find it quite irritating i don't know why anyone
2: would ever hang out with her that would be that's an interesting thing to explore um, and <laughs> i'm really pleased we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> um dylan what about you then because we we've, we're
0: kind of setting our stools yes um i love it um i just want to clarify one thing i said earlier I was talking about a very specific podcast. Of course, not everybody who is negative on this era is a bigot or a homophobic <laughs> or a transphobic. Just to be really clear. And I'll tell you what that podcast is off off mic, because I don't even want to give them airtime. Um so uh I'm intrigued. But, um my I, I love this. I think this is it's one of my favorite season openers. is one of my favorite seasons of Doctor Who. I think the childless time arc works <laughs> um, I, I, I'm a big fan of the finale of it. I like I can rewatch every episode of this season again and again and again. To me, this is this season in particular is like Russell T. Davis's Doctor Who, but done better. you know i actually genuinely think
2: as well that chibbers has taken a good hard look at series 11 and like the pace of it you know like because i feel like he's up the ante in sort of every respect he's putting more money on the screen he's throwing in more jokes whether you think they're funny or not luke they're there (laughs) you know I, i i think i think he's trying to make Saturday night television again I know yeah. it's on a Sunday but I feel like uh, Series 11 you we've discussed haven't we Dylan that okay. it is a bit more sedate and a bit more thoughtful this is like the wham bam season opener you'd expect on a Saturday night
1: I personally read it as he ran out of ideas after Series 11 and then just copied RTD
0: there's there's there is a little bit of a greatest hits of the new series but it's a greatest hits done with what i think is better visuals better know-how of making television than they had 15 years ago and so like when i say it's rtd but done better that's not because the rtd era is shit it's because because quite clearly it was quite successful um so much so they invited him back but it's television has progressed and it's going right what are the most exciting bits of doctor who that really get people excited we we can do them better now because um you know we've got the means to do so even rtd was sat there when these eras were going out not specifically talking about this but going you know imagine what we do now if we had the money and uh well Well, i don't think it does do it better Oh, I, I think we're,
1: we're Doctor. we Doctor. He fans. We don't care if it looks good. <laughs>
2: no, I, I, I think we do nowadays.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think there's a certain level of standard it has to
2: hit nowadays. Otherwise, it will be mocked, and then you get the cringe feeling again. Look, don't <laughs> come mean, at me, all right? But I think scene for scene, there's more money on the screen here than an Impossible Astronaut.
1: Oh, almost definitely. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. there almost definitely is. I do. I wish that Chibnall had stuck to what was probably his direction of that series 11. I'd have liked to see another series go in that direction rather than reverting back to the greatest hits of the new series. Or just skip to Flux, which also feels quite inventive and, you know, a different sort of direction. I hate this middle ground. You hate a middle series 12 is just the worst.
0: You you like Rings of Akatan.
1: Oh, that was
0: brilliant, yeah. <laughs>
1: But uh, with the rings of actor, Talk I, about
0: the cringe factor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I
1: absolutely <laughs> buy into Matt Smith and Clara and um, that world and everything.
2: I think that's, so, that is your biggest stumbling block, isn't it? It's Jodie.
1: Yeah, I, I think the more I've thought about it over time is that uh when people say, like, oh, you know, Jodie Whittaker and Chris Chibnall, or Chris Chibnall was you know, didn't give her the best material. I've, I've sort of gone the other way on it and thought, I just... I really just
2: don't like her as a doctor whatsoever. And oh, I've liked was, it I've I was, liked
1: doing a few other things.
2: I was captivated by her in this when I watched this over the last couple of days. Yeah. Especially but, in the second episode where she gets I, loads to do. I gotta say even on that like that first reveal video
1: when like she takes her hood off and it was her I was never struck with like, oh, there's the doctor. You know. And it, yeah. and I was Yeah. I think I was always waiting for that moment and I'm one of them annoying pricks that is always like, when's the Doctor moment going to come? Oh,
2: and... You need that. I am the Doctor from Galloway. Well, no, not
1: really not necessarily, religion. but it, it just, just didn't really happen for me. I just think it's sort of one note, even though she tries doing different things. And this, it, there's just an insufferability to the character that I just find a really annoying
2: me, it was when she fell through that train and the woman who fell to earth. I was just sold
0: straight away. Yeah.
1: But that, if you if you do it that quick, though, you're going to love the era I was sold the Matt Smith straight away.
0: Yeah, but Matt Smith is the Doctor straight away, and then systematically becomes less likable and less like the Doctor <laughs> yeah. as he goes along. By the time you what did you what did you just say? Insufferable. By the time you get to time the
2: Doctor,
0: and he's naked, waving his hands around, and bald. Yeah. Bullshit. And and speaking like he, he, he always speaks like he's got like air space in his mouth by the end he's like rrr, rrr. you know like tom <laughs> hardy as bane that's what he sounds like by the end <laughs> like, Oh, i'm an old man but i'm only 29 fuck off matt smith um, um, yeah, if, if you've loved him <laughs> at the beginning though
1: like you're not going to suddenly turn around in series seven at the time and be like ah sack him off I, I think didn't... I think you already invested enough to just carry on. At the time I didn't particularly notice that he changed his performance. Now it's like night and day. But yeah.
2: Well, I'll tell you what. We love it. You hate it. Let's <laughs> press play and talk about the content. Because otherwise I fear we're gonna go round in circles. <laughs> we could go on all that. I agree. Okay. Well, who wants to count in then?
0: I think Luke Malloy should count us in. <laughs> yeah, so do. I. <laughs> the final countdown.
2: Come on, let's get this over with. Uh, <laughs> three, two, one, go. I'm not sure. Actually, I've been I've been looking forward to this so much, Luke. I was the opposite reaction to you. I can't wait to do this with you, the pair of you.
1: Oh, all right. Well, let's start with the title then. Spyfall, isn't it just terrible? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I when that first got announced, I, I just a pit in my stomach. Just, I'd a, rather take... It just take sums a... <laughs> Chibnall up, doesn't it? A really terrible pun. What? Loads for, of spies fall. That, <laughs> a, a terrible pun like, that's referencing something that's already about eight years old. That is just Chibnall. I mean, rather come take, on. Um, a,
2: a, a, a pastiche of a James Bond title than some of those clickbait titles that we get in other eras that shall remain nameless.
0: Yeah, and also, uh, I mean, we're talking about Doctor Who being relevant. It's always done this thing of being behind popular culture. Look <laughs> at the Doctor Mysterio and superheroes are big. Which superhero movie does he choose to past pastiche? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs>
1: which is which? Which was refreshing at the time <laughs> because all we were getting was the same old superhero movies. Lo, yeah. that's all we had
2: for a year. Return of Doctor Mysterio, <laughs> and what a year that, it was! That, that was the worst
0: <laughs> worst year of my life. Uh, i've heard people
2: it. having a good old whinge about chibnall and his um globe trotting oh i think it's spy perfect. i love it as well but it's a bloody james bond prestige for god's You <laughs> know, <laughs> you've got to go around the world
1: i think it's more the fact that it could just be any country doesn't it the countries could just be anything any single time they do this
0: yeah but i mean you know rusty davis i think is is sort of a fan of that sort of thing, and so was Stephen Moffat. They all, they'd all throw up these things, and I don't think, I, I think it's it's just a, a narrative device. And you know, no one actually believed they went to Sydney in the pilot, did they? Or was it <laughs> Melbourne or whatever? Yeah, no, they weren't. They weren't there. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And you know, Daleks <laughs> in Manhattan. There were no Daleks in Manhattan. <laughs> no, I mean, the Statue of Liberty was there. <laughs> This could be a bloody movie. I mean, I watched yeah. the first couple of scenes. A bad movie, though. A fantastic well, regardless. movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's that thing that you've got to remember, this is New Year's Day, right? Mm. So this is, this is the big launch on New Year's Day. And, you know, around New Year's Day and Christmas and stuff, there's always Bond films on. So I think it's, that you know, I'm not a big fan of the Christmas specials. So to have Christmas dispensed with and this sort of stuff going on, it's 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 a breath of fresh air no, for me. again i love the christmas specials and i love <laughs> that
1: i love that feeling that doctor who's on on christmas day it and feels being like.
0: really shit I, but it's and not just shit, to be contrary it feels, well, like, I a love it feels <laughs> like a present it feels like a present but it's always the most i've said this before it's always the most embarrassing doctor who gets is a christmas special and that's what the rest of the world thinks doctor who is like i'm i'm i'm
1: The first 15 15 minutes to Fuspins of River Song It It haunts (laughs) us all It haunts us
0: all The um, Sheety Gatwa debut being a Christmas special Terrifies me Especially (laughs) uh, when I read a supposed synopsis for it online the other day I was just like I know what that is You You should be be scared I I don't want to spoil anything for anybody And it's probably not true But it was genuinely one of the worst Doctor Who stories I think I've ever read a synopsis for
1: uh, do you guys know that Ryan plays basketball? Is this what you meant about your seeds paying off in the finale, Joe? Yeah, but he,
2: he,
3: he
1: also... Actually, it
2: does, doesn't it? Because he throws <laughs> that bomb in the last episode. If that's Look, all you need. Lie, I'd forgotten all about that. Thank if you. If that is all you need. No, it's also setting up his May who we return to in the one episode of the series that you haven't seen. Can you hear me? And that's very important later in the season. <laughs> okay. but I just think as well rather than doing that, I'm gonna do some comparisons to and it's cool I am. rather than doing that, oh, you know she was a. Uh of nanny one minute and a teacher the next and fuck knows what happened in between we're just back on her and we're catching up with every one of these characters and the people that are important in their lives i think that's a great thing to do at the beginning of the season it grounds them i agree thank you very much (laughs) (laughs) and i love her family i know you i like her family i yeah i wish
1: we'd have seen a bit more of this It, it, it interests me more than Quite a lot of the other and uh, stuff.
0: Uh, uh, one criticism I do have of the era is I think w- there is a missed opportunity not going to see Yaz's family more. They could have been the Wi-Fi family. They, uh, cutting back to them on Rans Korav Kolos and stuff like that to show some jeopardy to the planet Earth and stuff would have really, really helped sell it. For it me.
1: would have helped Yaz out as well to bolster her character up a notch. Because yeah. at the
2: end of this story... I don't really care about those people in that conference center that are having their faces sucked off or whatever's going on by their mobile phones. But Yazzie's family, I already care about. So that yeah. actually adds a bit of tension to those scenes.
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: I'm not sure where, at what point she stops working for the police, but come flux, I believe she's chips him off. Yeah, yeah. she says it, didn't she? Do
0: you, think, do you think she's working for UNIT now? In
2: uh, any potential <laughs>
0: spin off for oh, sure. Yeah. As a
1: Mel working for Unit. Yeah. I don't actually have that much. Like, I don't particularly have a problem with any of the three companions. It, it is more just the Doctor herself. I, it's a bit weird to bring it like Graham's cancer storyline in it full stop, I think, in Doctor Who, really.
0: But I think it, it sort of grounds him and it's an interesting thing. I don't think they do too much with it. I would have preferred a little bit, a little bit more. But then Chibnall said it was. Didn't he say it was something to do with his own diagnosis or something that that he had cancer or something like that?
2: Oh, okay. Well, they they say they brought he brought in the adoption storyline because yeah. he was adopted. So maybe maybe there's bits of his life. Right, what
0: well, you know, there wasn't an episode about having a hair transplant, Was there?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure do doctor, know- who has the capacity to do like a full time cancer storyline. No. Well, no. so I think that what they do in order to give his character, oh god! See, I was I was there when they were filming Arachne to the UK, um,
1: and I met Bradley Walsh on the street and asked for a photo, but he said he couldn't because it would give away his costume. That is true. I, I've always looked at that costume. And thought, <laughs> <laughs> what was he just was he just piling me up?
2: He just knew you wouldn't like it. That was. It. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he knew I was going to go online and fucking...
2: Now, don't you tell me this ain't the Doctor. Look <laughs> at her. She's got all the guts of oh, the oh, she's got goggles down. on. Wow. Yeah. No, but she's sticking well, I mean, How because... is that any different between Matt Smith and her fucking face? Yeah.
1: Well, it doesn't really matter what you stick them in or what you stick on them. It just matters, do you like them? And I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it. To me, that. So, I, yeah, I might sound terrible, but then, I, I you know, like at the time... There was so many people kicking off that there was tubes hanging out that under the tarnished. That was what, really weird. What the fuck is that about? Why do why do people care? <laughs> why do people... it's quite a nice visual? It's yeah, like it it it's it's a it's a bit like a car in a garage. Yeah. Why? <laughs> why would you made about it? Yeah. i tell
2: you what, in terms of shorthand of of reintroducing those four characters, he does that in a couple of minutes really well and then they're back together and now the story starts the the proper story starts they're off to investigate
1: yeah i think i think it does re-establish the time's crew well uh, And, and you,
0: yeah sorry go on i've got no, I, that I, I think i think you have to do that not just because it's the beginning of the season but because it's new year's day and there'll be people watching that haven't seen it before
2: and yeah. then they, they have this fabulous sequence now where the car goes backwards along the motorway.
1: This, this, the cringe starts here, doesn't it?
2: Why? <laughs> oh, God.
1: This is just an awful sequence. Look at them all in the car, gurning away. And oh, I yeah.
3: think this is
0: fabulous.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no. If no. David
0: Tennant was there gurning away, you'd be coming in your little pants. Oh, yeah, you? I just would. Go, this is the best Doctor Who scene would, I've ever
1: but seen. I I have said this out, outright. I do have a problem with the Doctor with the performance of the Doctor. I just can't buy into the show. I don't care
2: what happens to it. I want the Sat to win. <laughs> yeah. The only way this thing could be any better would be if the three of them in the back of the car kind of jumped out and sung that song they did in that video that was doing the rounds on YouTube. Do you remember that?
0: Yes, no? I do. I remember that they, there was a couple. There was a whole thing, wasn't there? a Bradder sings or something like that. <laughs> oh, sorry, I do, I, do, yeah. I, do, I do. Um, I just could we should we? I'd like to talk a little bit about the ratings as well for this episode. <laughs> I just don't know what that, they are. Well, this got nearly seven million people. Like it was six point eight nine million, and the next one gets 6.7. they They're falling.
1: don't Who's going to die?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I just think you know, there's this sort of perceived thing that that the the ratings are down for this era and they are down and there's various reasons why why they're down not that that's not necessarily an indication of the quality it's it's an old show people watch tv in a different ways but i still think like well i i say this i know that six million viewers is nothing to turn your nose up at it is considered a huge rating success these days
2: stuff like like I, i heard someone talking about years and years the other day and how the last episode of that got one point Oh, 05 million or something like that. And you'd hardly call that a failure, would you? No. Despite the fact it started with a high rating. Mm. What was the chart position?
0: Uh, I'm, let me see if I can find the chart. I can tell you the Rotten Tomatoes first episode got 93%. Uh, it got four stars from the Radio Times, The Guardian, The Independent, Telegraph gave it three fucking Tories. Um, <laughs> I can't find the chart position here. Because
1: but... TV ratings are so sort of, Outdated and because you can you can take the same figure and say it's a massive success or a massive failure and just spin it however you want. There's just absolutely no point even diving into them.
0: I oh, I saw uh Fraser Gregory having a little argument oh, the other day. That.
1: Um <laughs> yeah. and... Jesus, I had to stop reading it. Why was it why did it keep going? Oh, no, on? No, no. I always
2: say to him, Pull out, mate. <laughs> you
0: should always pull out, but it's hard to do at the last moment. <laughs> is, it it? <laughs> Especially when you think you're the
2: <laughs> Chaps, uh, it's Stephen
0: Fry. It's the Minister of Chance from Death Comes to Time.
2: <laughs> ah, it is, it is. <laughs> and do you oh, know what? It's perfect for this role. It's sort of a jubilant um, government operative. Oh, by the way, why did the Saturn of not just shoot them? Why is it shooting all
1: over the place? When actually, it's a stupid question to phrase. It's Doctor Who. Let's move it's on. Doctor...
0: Oh, <laughs> I'd also like to talk a little bit about Doctor Who, supposedly wasting cameos and wasting appearances oh, by I, people. I have strong yeah. opinions
2: about that I, I hate uh,
0: this uh, th- so the way it works is you write a script and it's very rare that you write a script with a particular actor in mind then they come to cast it and it's a lot of the times there are two things that will decide whether someone's going to do it the amount of days it takes to film Uh, which Stephen Fry, if he was on set for more than two days, I'd be very surprised, and how much money you're going to pay them. And you always have a long list of people you'd love to do it, and you've got to see who's available, who wants to do it. I imagine Stephen Fry, very busy man, was not like... It wasn't like, oh, we, we offered him a big part and he couldn't take it, or he didn't want it. It's just he probably had two days free when they were filming this and said, do you want to do it? And he was like, yes, I've got two days free. He went to Cardiff, did his thing, and that's the same with everybody else. So the idea they're wasting a guest star, do you know how busy that man is? Do you know how busy he is? They—they're not going to You're not going to just suddenly cast him as the master or something like that. Well, and that it's... is an attention-grabbing name.
2: Yeah. Whatever anyone it's... thinks. And of course, like Moffat says... Sure, you know, if, if so and so's available, I'm gonna put them in.
0: Of course yeah. I am, you know, it's gonna get people watching. And it's a great sort of distraction from the real guest star of the episode, which is Sasha DeWan, who wasn't in any of the promo material.
1: It's yeah. a lazy criticism to yeah. say that they wasted a guest star. I hate it. Olivia Coleman. Why yeah, didn't you give her? That's her what all. All,
2: I always choose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Ian McKellen, it's only, Michael It's Sheen. only
2: because I'd I would love to see Olivia Colbert in a big juicy role, you know,
0: and I'm camp it up. And I'm sure she could still do it. Doctor Who is not afraid to reuse guest stars. But why would you not use the best
2: star you can in the yeah,
0: scenario? Exactly. Oh, I love all of this crazy tech.
2: They've got laser shoes, laser cufflinks. Yeah.
0: My uh, favourite moment was when they announced Stephen Fry And he was shot on a little video With like a creased sheet Dangling behind him (laughs) What was that all about? A light came on And he looked like a bloody groomer Didn't he? (laughs) My my
1: guilty pleasure of the episode is the laser shoes Sorry carry on
0: I love the laser shoes, it's a very shit Doctor Who idea well, yeah. get, Bradders gets to do his old shoe shuffle line, doesn't yeah. he, as well? Which makes me die. It, it, it's no stupider than the concept of a sonic screwdriver or sonic sunglasses <laughs> or anything like that. I love the sonic sunglasses.
2: Oh, but it's a science fiction like version well. of the spy genre as well. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Science
0: what was the science fantasy? Who sang the, the song to Skyfall? Can we get her to redo it? A Spifle? yeah. Why, why? That's that's a trick they really miss, getting her Uh-oh. to redo. <laughs> they should give her what, a bigger that... role. They should have <laughs> give her a bigger role. That version of Yellow she did was gorgeous. She can wow. sing. Uh, oh, I hate Coldplay in all of uh. their forms. So <laughs> uh, if there was one thing that put me off Jodie Whittaker, it was listening to her sing to her Yellow. That She's whole charity fan. album was a bit dodge. I mean,
1: Sean Dingle <laughs> does Taylor Swift's Cardigan. I think it's not <laughs> the best listen. In... <laughs> I've, I've listened to better big finishes that's so? it i think i've heard tenant do 500 miles oh that's not <laughs> great either
0: yeah <laughs> apparently there's an album out there from a theater group i can't remember was it, was it on your podcast joe i can't remember somebody said the other day and mark strickson singing on it oh
2: christ really yeah. the yeah. track record of doctor who actors singing songs is not great is this it? really gives me the billy uh, piper this, like
0: Serious
1: crisis, big serious cut. Why does she talk like this? It really gives me the ick. Matt Smith would have those
2: exact lines. Yeah. I know. I've said this. It's a snap joke all over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she delivers them perfect. In fact, all of this dragging the dragging the doctor in, big mystery, spies being killed. This all feels very Pertwee to me. It feels very Doctor Who.
1: Yeah. Just, I just don't buy it. I just, I just think it's an actor trying to be goofy and trying to be quirky.
0: That's how I feel about later era Matt Smith. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's, and I, I get it. Once you've kind of got that ick, it's really hard to shake <laughs> yeah. it. You know? I love the
2: fact that they kill off Stephen Fry as well, you know, because yeah. it's, all, it's like the, the psycho effect, isn't it, with Janet Lee? You think this is going to be the big guest star of the, of the episode, and then two scenes later, he's murdered. I think yeah. it's a
1: really good move, and especially for the reason Dylan said as well. It, it, it makes you not think about the other star that's in the episode
2: Now it's the vor coming through the walls and then taking on the design of whatever's in the walls, like they're doing the TARDIS and the flag there and all of that, I thought that was a savvy visual move as yeah, well,
0: they look really cool, I know I everybody, think... everybody kept saying they look like Tom Baker <laughs> they're all going to be revealed to be an <laughs> army of Tom Bakers, that would have been cool, that's fucking
2: terrifying honestly
1: <laughs> I think they fail you know, it, it it's in summary, I think they fail I think that the effects there are pretty cool, but I think they fail because they don't really transform into anything recognizable. They they they, they have this little bit and then they're mainly just beams of white light. And yeah. I was sort of waiting for them to take a final form. Uh, basically, I was waiting for them to transform into the Vord because I think that was the fun. There
2: we go. rather but do you know what Doctor Who designs are generally shit? I will take them as beams <laughs> of white light. I'm terrible. But do you know what I mean? No. You don't think they
1: they, were, they this was like an intermittent form that they were.
0: Uh, I think this is not the fault of this episode or of Chris Chibnall. I think this is the fault of um, Doctor Who fans overthinking things. They're an invading force from another universe. That's all they need to be. But, but they are just also... a white light. So what? So were the Vardens. Cool white yeah, and, and they
2: were oh, iconic. Yeah. They're everyone's favourite fucking villains, the Vardens, yeah. And I've heard the criticism as well that we don't really learn much about them. Actually, I'll Actually, no, to...
1: that's because the Vardens still transform. They turn into the little soldiers. They
2: I know, into... and it's bloody disappointing. <laughs> My point, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a yeah. of those
0: blokes. It, if it was the Vardens, would you be happy? I don't know. <laughs> you know what, so people complain that the Vore,
2: we don't really go into a lot of detail about what, what they're about. Actually, there is a bit of detail in episode two. It's enough to tell the story. And it's certainly as much as we found out about the silence in that 2 part that you were raving about last time.
0: Yeah. I, don't I know. feel like they
2: have a function. They're a monster. They're scary. They have a great hook that they come through the I, walls. I, I just
1: think, that, I literally just think they should have they just need an extra level to go up. I think I quite like. I like the world. I like that green world with all the tethers cool, hanging cool down. Design. It looks curty. It feels. It feels like it's from a separate dimensional universe. It really works in that level. I just there's nothing to remember well, there. You don't go. oh, you don't have kids in the street or like you know people who watch Dog 2 going. Oh, do you remember the Casarvan? Mm. Yeah. Really good monsters. <laughs> yeah. and I know
2: you can apply that to a lot. I know. But there's but... such an embarrassment of riches in this story, right? Is that mm-hmm. the monsters don't really matter because you've got fabulous Lenny Henry being smooth as and then you've got amazing Sasha Dewan being sinister and psychotic. And people do remember Sasha Dewan as the master. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll that... save
1: we'll save talking about him until the time comes. Now...
2: Don't you <laughs> even
1: start with me. Right. <laughs> Have you seen my name? On this chat. I have
2: seen John Sim want to be on your <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, we'll get there.
0: Now um it's also interesting to remember, at least the way I remember it, when I went online after this episode and the next episode were aired, the overwhelming response I saw on Twitter was very positive. Yeah, I and I think that. the negative reaction to the finale, I think sometimes taints this whole series, as with the previous season. Um and I remember everybody going, "Oh my god, that was one! That was amazing! That was one of the best episodes of Doctor Who." And then by the and now it's all been tarnished with this brush of like it's been in the time as ch- children, so it's a terrible, terrible. To arc be fair
2: though, I process. think C- Series Six is tarnished with that brush as well. That a lot of people found that final episode very disappointing, and I know I don't like it, but plenty of people do, and it's considered a bit of a failure because of that last episode. I think it happens quite a bit.
1: I think it's yeah. a competent. I think part one, especially, is a competent opener. I I didn't I didn't like a lot of series twelve at the time. I mean, I actually weirdly did like oh well, from fifty five. I, I had That's a glass great. of red. I had a glass of red, and it was just actually like quite quick and entertaining. And I just thought it was quite good. Nikola Tesla bought the life out of it. Oh,
2: me. I really love that one.
1: I've I've seen it again as well. and It just didn't again didn't do anything. My, um, my
0: issue with Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror is that the monster reveal and the monsters come too late. It's a fine run around romp sort of early in the season, but this it just takes too long to get where why it's going. Is the monster again.
2: So fabulous different. scorpion creatures that chase them around.
1: Oh, like it's New York. Yeah, see, they look great on the street shots, but when you actually get on the spaceship and it's just Rani mm. in a wooden fa- face makeup,
0: it does not look great. I'm I saw gonna... a fan. Oh, sorry, go on. Go on. No, I am just no, going to say, I saw a fantastic moment to, on Twitter where someone goes, Yaz is the best companion because she tries to stop giant scorpions with bread," <laughs> and there's that moment where she <laughs> knocks over like a stall of bread <laughs> yeah. to try and stop the scorpions.
2: I'm gonna take a pump now and say. For me, this is the best ever master reveal stroke disguise. The way that he's hidden within this script, and the way that you're sort of forced to look in all these other directions apart from him, and then sort of how obvious it is once it is revealed. I think it's beautiful, and and how his performance shifts.
0: I no, I had not for me. I it, it it's up there with the Derek Jacobi one for me. I think they're both on par in very different ways. Mm. Um, Now, I had it spoilt, And I had it spoiled probably Mm. three or four months uh, beforehand. um, On Strangers in Space, they did like a spoilers. It it was specifically marked with spoilers. And he said, what do we think of the rumours that Sasha Dewan is in the series playing the Master? Uh, And everyone would get, well, that's bollocks. We would have heard if Sasha Dewan was in the series. And then when he showed up, he was playing such a different character i was like no they've got it wrong and that's just someone doing it and then when you do get that switch all of a sudden i mean we'll talk about it later but i think Uh, he's so likable in this form much much like Jacoby. but you could you want uh, you, you want him to be a regular in this format
2: I was so, you know, I was so excited by the reveal because I've been tricked and I've spent so long looking at the nuts and bolts of television. I figured this sort of thing wouldn't fool me anymore. So I leapt out my seat so excited. And then I was like, oh, I really like that guy. He was, you <laughs>
0: like he yeah. was really nice. I don't think Doctor Who, the TV series, has ever nailed it quite as well as uh, Joe Lidster does in the audio master, though, where you-
1: Oh, right, of... wait, 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 wait. Not heard it yet, but I'm doing it very soon. <laughs>
0: do, do you know the masters in it? I do. Yeah, I do, yeah. Very... It, it's not. It's not a stunt reveal in that. So that's all I'll say. It's a. Um, it's. You'll see where it's going straight away. It's not like it's not a real spoiler. It's just interesting the, the way it's handled.
1: Okay.
0: I can't believe you never heard that.
1: Well, I'm so I'm gonna do it for finish big. So sort of ah. hold off on it.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> it's it's not it's not very good. No, it's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am I think, I sorry, think, um,
2: Dewan on, is peerless in the role. I think he's yeah. just perfect for this role. No,
1: I've got big issues with Dewan in the role, but uh, we'll delve into a bit more in part two. But for, <laughs> I, at the time watching it, I remember the, the reveal happened and I just thought, that's cool. That was my general reaction. It wasn't like, oh, you are unworthy
2: of Doctor Who, Luke Maloy. No, it just
1: well, because it, 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 it comes too much out of nowhere, I think, mm. for me. I mean, Like, you go, I can't believe I was wrong-footed by it, but I can because it very easily could have just not been the master as well.
0: Uh, yeah, but part two relies on, on him 100% being, on the being the master. Yeah. And indeed the, the art for the series. It is it. a
2: complete hinge for the story that he is the master. We go in a completely different direction after that. Yeah. Uh, uh, we go I in do. about 15 directions <laughs> in part two, but yeah. <laughs> is that a good
0: thing? I, I do have a question on Doctor Who continuity here, and this isn't a dig at this story because it applies to nearly every story the Master is is in, apart from one, which is Utopia and Sound of Drums. Why is that the only occasion where the Doctor can f- sense the Master being around? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah,
2: no, no, it's a fair point. Why does I mean, the Master I always end up shacking up with these dreadful aliens? <laughs> they always try and turn on him. Yeah, but the, no, the Master
1: story before this is. I think a million times better at wrong foot in the audience and
2: being a better master reveal with Johnson uh, taking off. The I mask. think the Gomez master reveal, that is a... the Gomez reveal in Dark Water, like, isn't a patch on this. No, no, no that, not that mm. one. The Johnson one in the mask.
0: Yeah, but we all knew it was Johnson in the mask, right? No, we didn't. We yeah. did. I was well, sat you there like Johnson me right now. No, honestly, I
1: sat there uh, getting actually quite angry that they'd said Johnson was in it and he wasn't in
2: it. And then, and then he takes the mask off. And you make like, a good oh. point there about that, because I think my reaction to Duane at the end of this episode almost entirely justifies, for me, Chiba's terrible lack of publicity and spoilers yeah. for the seasons ahead. Because if it gives me moments like that, and moments like The Fugitive Doctor, and and scenes like that, then i'm all for it John
1: still worked, even though i knew he was coming back i'm sat there waiting for him to come back and it works better because he's been in front of me the entire time
0: i guess it's whether you can decide whether you notice it again i said i just was like well that's john sim in a mask
2: within like about
0: 30 seconds but (laughs) i
2: mean oh well i took me a couple of scenes i think the performance was good enough
0: and then the 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 michelle gomez thing was nice the sort of build up over the story but it was and the fact that she even says about Watch them a random access, something or other that spells out Rani and stuff like that. And, <laughs> you're like, but there was no point that I was ever like, that's the Rani. It was always the master. There's there's it's no so twist. There. And
2: and and you know, they come out of St. Paul's and the cybermen are there. And again, it's all stuff we've seen before. And yeah, I was just yeah. like, I'm not supposed to be excited by any of this. Destruction of Gather at the end of the story to say. No, but I'm talking <laughs> about the end of this episode where they're on a plane that's just been a bomb has gone off. And it's all, the sh- shit's sh- 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 hitting the fan. And in the midst of that, there's a master reveal as
0: well. I mean, it's exciting. And the beginning of The Timeless Child, where he's going, you know, w- 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 everything's about to change, of which it's yeah. sort of... Now, off. that's a
2: good line. Everything you know is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: A <bit>. I-, <laughs> I love this stuff with the, um, what, the Kavarians? Kavorians. I mean, you don't even know their names. Kavarians, I, I think what I yeah, I mean, you know, it's most Doctor Who monsters, um, he, them just starting to surround the, the their little hut in the outback. It's I just like it's just classic Doctor Who. Yeah, it still gets me excited. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Luke Malloy's a great yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right.
2: <laughs> it still gets me excited that we are in locations around the world, though. You know, because so yeah. often in classic Who we were just you know five minutes from the M25. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's rather. Ref- I quite it like was- it when it's fun, but it's not any fun. No, no, it's
1: a good thing. It's a good thing.
2: I bet you do. A <laughs> dry ice guy I
1: I, re- <laughs> I really like uh, Sasha Duan as oh as this yeah. cute little spy man. I yeah. do. I, I the like spy master. <laughs> well, that is the only hint, isn't it? Um, which is really bloody obvious on a
2: rewatch. I'll give it that. Yeah. I'm not sure I care about any of these guard characters. I'm just like... No,
0: mm-hmm. no but they're there just to be Star Trek Red Shirts,
2: rich- aren't they? Yeah,
0: exactly. Doctor Who always needs some unit soldiers or whatever to get murdered.
2: <laughs> I do like um, Yaz and Ryan off investigating Mr. Barton, though. I feel like the companions are getting enough to do here. Yeah. I they don't know. Too.
1: It's it's a bit naff, isn't it? It's a bit, like... No, it is, though. It's like Ryan and Yaz are just easily strolling around basically Google HQ. No, because you get absolute... that brilliant
2: moment where they're just hiding behind the sofa like the worst spies ever. <laughs> and he walks in the room That's and sad. goes, I know you're here. And I, I remember watching it going, oh, shit. And he's talking about the Kasavin, isn't he? And not about yeah. that. It's a great moment. It's fine. Yeah.
0: Also, the fact that the <laughs> you know the companions always get to have that those moments of like, oh, I'm going to go undercover investigating. It's a classic Doctor Who conceit. This is where they most look like Tom Baker, though, isn't it? The uh... <laughs> I <see>. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dylan. I'm never going to not see that anymore. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> so, somebody somewhere is going to Photoshop them in at some, or we'll get a new version where it's just. The fourth Doctor. The collection
2: set. Yeah. It make me buy it. What's yeah. a collective noun for a load of drunks?
0: Uh, a load of drunks, right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a God. load of... T- uh, a flock of Toms. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: no that is all
0: i can see
2: <laughs>
1: yeah I, i've never noticed that before i gotta say have
0: you, it's uh, the hat in it it's the hat yeah, it's, it's the hat have you ever seen that <laughs> uh, have you ever seen them without the effect on them because they are people in suits they're sort of oh, no, no. Are, they they like, um, are they like um are they like Cronos from the time monster a little bit yeah there's there's <laughs> a bit of Kronos energy to them um <laughs> It's there's a somebody who worked doing VFX for this series basically put up their reel and it was like before and afters of things. It's on YouTube, you can see it, and it's it's well worth a look.
2: Do not think he's had a big clue as well that he is not who he seems to be? That he seems to have all this technology in his little house that yeah, can yeah.
0: capture beings from
2: another fucking universe.
0: Yeah, but I mean, uh, it's 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 really interesting actually that MI6 are also just like, no, we don't we don't bother with aliens. So, so we've just got <laughs> one guy that looks after aliens, <laughs> and no point unit went, we should pick this guy. I know they've gone. At this no, they've point. gone. They've gone. <laughs>
1: Let's not get into that. Not well, they come back. What are you moaning about? It doesn't bother me and just say it was controversial
0: at the time. Yeah, it'll bother <laughs> you when <Ooh. laughs> it was like the tubes in the TARDIS uh-huh. it, Unit will bother you when it's a bunch of 60-year-old former Doctor Who companions from the 80s with their own embarrassing will. spin-off oh, show. Man, <laughs> it,
1: <baby>. I can't <laughs> wait. I I only like Unit What once maybe I like Unit in the 70s when it's a cosy little family, and I like it in, in 89 in Battlefield when it's campus shit. <laughs> that's the only real time I've liked unit.
2: You don't like Day of the Doctor then? I don't like that unit. Like, oh, no, boy, well, it's Gemma Redgrave and it? it should have been. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. yeah. Can I say about Jody Whittaker's Doctor? Because uh, a complaint I've heard from Toby Halo on my own podcast is that she always has all the answers about everything. So she comes in and she's pulling out information about every planet they go to and every alien race they go to and things like that. There is a 10 minute sequence here where she has no clue who these people are where she's trying to figure out who they are, what their language is what they're about, where they are I think it's a fallacy that she's got all the answers
0: No, In fact I would say she's one of the doctors that has the least amount of yeah, answers She's she, usually she, she she always doctors. bloody
1: asking questions
0: What's <laughs> the only way to learn Luke? <laughs> so here's a question for you Luke if this was exactly the same story, but it was Matt Smith, do you think you'd have more time for it?
1: Oh, I, d- I definitely think I'd have more time for it, yeah. I mean, that's a 100% I'd have more time for it. But I do, I'd still have the sort of problem I'd, I've got with Sasha One's master, which is just that we've had it before in John Sim, but I, I'd rather talk about that a bit more as we as we get
0: near it. But, but but I think, again, we're in this era, I've said this about Jodie's Doctor before, and I think it still stands for Shuti Gatwa as well, is that we're now in an era where the people playing the Doctor, or indeed the Master, have only seen the new series versions of those characters. So if they are drawing from anyone, it's going to be. The Sim Master may seem recent, but you know at this point, admittedly, he's been back, but it's still two years, three years since we've seen the Sim Master. That's a long yeah. time in the, the, the mind of a... Casual viewer who there are people that Anyway, you know, I don't
2: think the Sim Master was the first one. Right back yeah. at the start, yeah. Of the but show. I mean,
1: all, all the Doctors, are, are, you know, are different to an extent. All the modern Doctors are, are sort of uh, Matt Smith and Tennant are sort of similar, but like they're different enough. that I, 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 There's no reason. I,
0: I, I think Matt Smith, Tennant, and Whittaker, uh, you could put them all in the same sort of category as very, very similar Doctors. I think the only ones to be truly unique is like from the the brand is probably. Capaldi and Eccleston
2: Uh... The other thing about the Master is it's not just the Master himself and I I just think he's riveting to watch and I know you don't but I I do, I like that sort of psychotic child. I wouldn't say he's not riveting to watch but not, it's, not my... it's the effects they have on the doctor that they're paired with, and Dewan brings something out of Whittaker that you don't see at any other point. And it's like when she bares her teeth and she gets properly angry, and I love those scenes.
1: See, I don't, I don't see that. I well, don't I'll see, point it out to I, you in episode but two. I don't, don't see like her performance raising to anything, or and I definitely don't feel. You're mad. I don't feel like. That sort of connection, like the Doctor and the Master have, where it's Tennant and Sim, oh, or it's Capaldi and Missy, or Delgado oh. and Pertwee.
0: That stuff when they're on top of the Watchtower, I think, is it some is of the best Doctor, Doctor Master scenes I've ever seen.
1: No, it's just it's just two people I was trying thinking, to. I it almost feels like a YouTube fan film of people in the timeless to be the children,
2: Master. where they're in the Matrix they're in that sort of grey yeah. field. Those scenes as well she's amazing yeah. in those scenes she's, she's
3: fantastic.
1: show me the
2: rest she throws him to the ground. I love it
1: no I just fail to like believe anyone could be intimidated by her or or treat her with sort of <laughs> or think that she's got any sort of authority with the way she acts and if I was in a room with her, I'd just want to immediately leave so I just <laughs> that's exactly
0: how I feel about
1: Matt Smith <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll just go back and forth. On it, oh, but... no. I know. <laughs> Every time you say I it, I'll it...
2: say it back, all right? Yeah,
1: no, it's, it's fine. I can only say how I feel. I'm That's trying to true. sort of articulate, but it's very hard that it it's just like a feeling you're not too sure why. Hmm. But like in terms of a story as well,
2: I think this is just being told very, very well. It's introduced a big mystery. There's a lot of investigation. uh, It does build up momentum towards the climax. You realise Barton's involved. We go to his house. We learn more about that. Then we go to the plane. We build up to a massive climax and a hell of a cliffhanger. Uh, In terms of a piece of storytelling, I think it's very well done. Well, I'm going
1: to say something now and it's going to sound stupid, but it, it doesn't feel real. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I it's think not RTD, the rings of
0: 10 feels very real to me. RTD
1: would manage, would, you know, would manage to make this feel like it's sort of set on our Earth. This doesn't particularly feel like it. It just feels a bit too far fetched for me. I know it's a spy pastiche. I know it's also Doctor Who combined into one, but I struggle to buy into
2: it. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but I think Chibbers is leaning into Classic Who more than RTD Who, and this just feels like a very well-done Classic Who story to me.
0: I think I he leads know. into it more as well. I think he leads into RTD, though. Like, I do think I think he takes a lot of influence from it. And I think this series, well, the, the Chibnall era was sort of a direct response to the Moffat era being too overly complicated and too sort of it's Too science fiction heavy, if that makes sense.
1: But I think that's why season eleven was a, f- a breath of fresh air, and then it was sort of half disappointing that we went back to doing origin stuff. And... I don't think it
2: was sustainable. I think it's it's no. a really interesting one-off season, yeah. but I don't think that sort of. Sedate... But why not do something new? Well, this is new. We haven't done a James Bond pastiche before.
1: I no. mean, like, as a story arc, going to having a forgotten Doctor destroying Gallifrey and touching on the origins of Doctor Who has all been done before. Why not do something new? You can still have a big like, arc full of twists and stuff but it's all the same twists we've but, already seen. But,
0: but now we've got a huge mythology that wasn't there before that can be tapped as it may <laughs> or may not you, be. The- you
1: not <laughs> to me. <laughs> but it's so, not going to and if it was uh, going if it was uh, going to be t- think... tapped it should have been tapped that's right nonsense. here that's nonsense
2: we do tap into that not maybe as much as you want to but they certainly tap into it in flux we go back yeah. to those stories no we don't though yeah, we, do we do get... have you no. seen once upon time
1: Tech Tune a... t- turns up and tells her all the same stuff that was told in The Timeless Children, and then she dies. There's literally no. The Fugitive no more. Doctor,
2: literally, her villains were Swarm and Azure back in the yeah. past. That whole season is built around.
0: Once upon time, but it's, it's the first not first Doctor Who story set before <laughs> an earthly child. <laughs> it's literally set in the past of the Doctor. That's why people don't like it, do they? No, so yeah. Listen is as well. Well, yeah, like but only a few good. minutes, and I mean, I like yeah. listen, but I, I never needed to see the doctor. It's
1: definitely only a few minutes in. Once upon time, that story hops all over the shop Nah, I'd this, rather this is see good those. In but it's minutes. not Swarm and Azure
0: being the enemies
1: of the roof doctor. It's just not essential to flux. They could be the enemies of jody's doctor. It's not. It. It doesn't have to be set before. Well, what you just said there was they don't explore that past, and they do. I don't think they do. They say one time. Oh, she had these enemies, and she went on this adventure on Planet Time, and that is it. I, 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 but that that could no. But what I trying to say is that could be any enemy. That that, that enemy could be from any time. But it's and that adventure could be set. at (laughs) no, no. But it, but there has to be a reason why you would set it before the like the doc, the the first Doctor. There
0: is a reason. It's the speculation. And it's learning about Swarm and Azure, who are from that time. They're sure it's not justified enough. Doctor, Doctor Who fans just want her to look in the mirror and that and to fucking see Patrick Troughton's face it's or something not, like no, that. No, it's just because we're all just, obsessed with somebody who's been dead for 30 fucking years, just, it's, who it's, nobody in mainstream media knows who he is. <laughs> It's not justified <laughs> enough. And it Ian just Leveson's had a heart attack, you know. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, too soon? <laughs> sorry, Luke, go on. You're trying to make a point. So, sorry, Ian.
1: <laughs> I'll just say it's not justified enough to, to set it beforehand and it just be a normal adventure that any doctor and any enemy could have. Like, if, if you're going to make the point of it, it has to be sort
2: of special. How about any villain in any Doctor yeah. Who story at any point? No, but specifically this, because it's a different. Whatever it's meant, whatever
1: the Doctor and this timeline, whatever whatever's meant to be. Like,
0: people talk about Dalek as, you know, it, this big reinvention of the Daleks, but how easily and quickly did, when they briefly lost the rights to the Daleks, did they manage to take the Dalek out of that and put in the fucking floaty balls from three seasons later. Uh, Thankfully,
1: we never seen that version.
0: No, but (laughs) I just, I I think you underestimate how interchangeable threats in Doctor Who are, even in some of the biggest, it's very rare you get a story that can only be told for that monster, that villain, that Doctor. In fact, I can think of uh, only a handful. But it seems pointless to
1: sort of uproot you know, the, the origins of Doctor Who, to put
0: an enemy and a story I, beforehand I th- for it, it, when it could just go anywhere. It doesn't change the roots of Doctor Who. It just gives it gives you more, right? Because it, it doesn't change, change it, anything just... we've anything we've. It doesn't counter contradict anything we've heard before, really. It doesn't change it for it, me because
2: I just don't believe that's, that's it. That's the issue that I have. They feel like it's contradicting all of those stories that we've had before. But actually, none of them gave a shit about anything that came before. They were just telling stories. I, I think a lot of fans, me included,
1: just go, that didn't happen. In the same way that in the TV movie, he says he's
2: half human, and a lot of fans turn around and go, that didn't happen. As far as I'm concerned, it all happened. You know, uh, curse uh, of fatal death, they're all doctors.
0: I, I, I do remember Luke and Chris on Lost on Gallifrey decanonizing most of the Whittaker era, if I remember, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really in
2: their, their sort I, of That was half half gags. Yeah. <laughs> Could, um, I, could, I, could I very quickly just bring us back to the story? Because I just... Oh, that wasn't a criticism, guys. Sorry. Um, because we just had a moment where Yaz was whisked off into that very bizarre realm, which I do yeah, like visually. I think it, it's very... Especially when it pulls out and it's sort of endless. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's nice and weird. And she thought she was going to die. And then we have a sequence where she's overwhelmed by the fact that she thought she was going to die. And I think that's him again, addressing the fact that people say that Yaz wasn't getting enough focus. In oh, see, I them.
1: just think it's a bit steep. Not, not, I like, like the world and I like her going there. I think her it's too easy that she's just magically pulled back a second later. Why not leave her in that world to properly explore or get hunted or something? And then, when well, she comes back, like, then I... she's crying and a bit haunted by it all. It seems too easy that one minute later she's pulled back and she's upset. She's been on alien worlds before. There was nothing going on in that world. There's no reason why she'd be upset.
2: I'd like to see how you fare on these adventures. You know, I'll be crying my eyes out every five minutes. What they get up to? <laughs> it's, it's not
1: real, Joe. It's not real.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. Um, uh, God, I have forgotten her name. Mandip Gill delivers fear especially when you think about scenes in like village of the angels and things like that pretty much better than any other companion in in the new series run i I think i I think i think she's desperately underrated i don't think she's
1: very good but i only say that because she doesn't make me feel anything and so it's hard to know whether it's just because i don't buy into the show that then i don't buy into like you know all the separate
0: bits I think we're quite used to having very special companions as well, you know. Like we've had the whole Amy Pond, and we've had the whole Clara. Bill less so, but it, I think it, it's it is a bit of a shock for everybody that you know not everybody's actually River Song's parents or the Impossible Girl yeah. or anything. That but that I think is... we've had we've had
2: so many seasons of elevated companions. You don't necessarily have
1: three to be very special people, huh? you don't necessarily have to be special. I think the it's best just of a, the best. I think yeah, all the companions, the, the other companions I are love, just I, interesting. I so much. These are just ordinary people. I don't think that's very interesting to watch. Sometimes it is, but oh, I think dude. three of them alongside each other isn't. Um, all the other companions, whether they are, you know, well, let's just focus on Bill, who who is just a normal person, but she's actually really interested and engaging to watch. What's um, so
2: interesting about Bill? i I've, I've still I think the performance is great. Yeah, I think she's very naturalistic and she's fun to watch. What is so interesting about that character? But this me.
1: is where it boils down to just a, a feeling.
2: I love watching she, Bill. She is just a contemporary character, like Rose, who steps into the TARDIS. There's nothing especially. Yeah, but I love watching her. I feel like. She's
1: a real character that I'm invested in in a way that I just don't with Yaz, and it's not necessarily like all of them because uh, I sort of uh, quite like Graham and Ryan's relationship as much as Toast and Cold doesn't give a shit about what he's doing <laughs>
0: at all. <laughs> I think I think it's a strong possibility. You're right there. It's some. It somehow works. It somehow does. I know.
2: It's baffling, isn't it?
0: I, I mean, think, I mean, Ryan. they Ryan. give
2: Yaz focus in stuff like "Can you hear me?" again, an episode that you haven't seen, Yaz would have some definitely benefited. Again, where where she's realizing how she feels, I'm very invested. I know you're not.
1: Yaz would have benefited from a bit of Jackie Tyler treatment of being in some stories and out of the others. Of just like when they or like at least just in that in the first three episodes of Series Eleven, it's just Ryan and Graham, and then when they come back to Sheffield. Yaz comes on board, or just so there's a bit more focus at points, and that would have helped suggest
2: the balance of the four
0: of them. I I buy that actually a little bit. I do buy that.
2: You know, Um, they just discovered that the Kasavin are all over the earth. Um, There's a map there that shows them all, and and the silence. I mean, there's just a lot of aliens all over the earth all the time, isn't there? Always.
0: There there always is. But um, did you know that the person who voices the Kasavin also voiced the face of Bo back in the day?
2: Really? Yes, fixed up his voice a bit though because they're quite deep and sexy.
0: Well, the this, the, the face of Bowie was even deeper, wasn't it? <laughs> Sorry, my mind my, my mind went somewhere that I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't I don't think I didn't see any genitals on the on the face of both. <laughs> no, I don't we
2: know. Don't want, we do not want to think about John Barrowman's head right now, do we? <laughs> 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 oh, look at DeWar's reaction to going in the TARDIS. Fabulous. You do forget how ugly this TARDIS is, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like the only big mistake is those penises that come towards
1: us. I mean, no, yeah. it's not the only mistake. The console doesn't really have any like buttons, the crystals. Oh, come on, are you ugly... you like the toy
0: shop that is the Bat Smiths first time? I... Yeah, and there's switches and buttons
2: everywhere, and typewriters oh. and ketchup and mustard and all that. <laughs> can uh... I ask, why would the TARDIS, yeah, because the TARDIS regrows in the 11th hour, why would the TARDIS decide, because it's all covered in um, sauce of mustard and all this bullshit, to. It's all contemporary twentieth century bullshit all over it. Well why that's is why that it... irrelevant to the Doctor. Well, at that point in time, it's it basically... relevant it... to the audience. No, at
1: that point well, in time, he basically lives the Gallifrey's destroyed, so why wouldn't it do? I that? think it's a
2: very odd choice for the Tardis to make.
0: Um, t- also, this oh, Tardis well, that does that yeah,
2: because it looks a bit exotic. It looks a little bit alien. It looks yeah. a bit shit.
0: It also does have a custard cream dispenser in in this version Which as well. Which is the only to... nice thing I love that... a custard
2: cream. Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, all of these scenes now. Yeah.
1: See and is has actually just made himself known with a little Bond riff.
0: Yeah. Um, I do think... I could have done a whole episode of them spoofing Bond a bit more, though. Like, I could have had it all casinos and... Yeah. You know, and jets and, and, You know. But they yeah, don't have I'd the money agree. to do a, a Bond You know show. what? Can I
2: let you know a little secret? There's a sequence in the second right where you got Yaz and the Master and they're at the at the crabs table together, right? And she gives him a little look like she wants to fuck. Yeah. yeah. That was enough for me to be convinced that Yaz was under the Master's thrall for, for the entire season. That, and a lot of
0: people. It was I big, was waiting uh, for yeah. that with the drop in the timeless children. We
2: were,
0: uh, we, were, we were all shipping Yaz and the Master before we were shipping Thasmin. Yeah, I, I'd I'd have liked it.
2: That is hot. Oh, here oh, we no. go. It's
0: ah. here. <laughs> I won't hear a bad word said no, about that. that that's,
1: it's a horrible, ugly joke, just re- on paper anyway, and then overplayed. Oh, it's so eye rolling.
0: But is how, it, is it can, any, like any different? I know you said this on the Impossible Astronaut though, didn't you? And it's like the fez and the custard cr- jammy dodgers is exactly the same level. But because you, <laughs> it's performance you it. preference, isn't it? Yeah.
2: yeah. I <laughs> want
0: to say, though, how
2: well this is all executed. We've got the slow motion dice and the stylish camera work, you know, over everything. And the direction of this is something special.
1: It is it's it it's is. De- yeah it, no it is it is it's, and it it's looks Jamie Magna
0: Stone and Jamie Magna Stone does not direct Part Two. No, I
2: know it's,
0: it's a different director. It's
1: not the only issue of Part Two, though. Is it?
2: the direction of Part it's Two? Is very idea. special as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, hang on, hang
2: on. I'm going to deal with these complaints people have about Jodie Whittaker's Doctor as we go. Jodie, Whittaker, yeah, no, t- the villain. <clears throat> yeah, but tell me now how. Is a man like Daniel Barton scared of the Doctor here?
0: Well, he's like 3% alien, isn't he? But it's
2: exactly <laughs> what people say about Patrick Trout as well, that he was this inoffensive pixie figure, but actually he was the most powerful person in the room. Yeah. I just I just don't see... And she's sexy as hell as well. She has men at her feet.
0: Do you... Uh, she...
2: do yeah, you she like?
0: Look, do you like your Doctor hey. to be this big god-like legends.
1: I think I do, yeah. But I think I sort of I I grew up with Doctor Who like that. I was obsessed as a child with David Turner and he was the God Doctor basically but, So
0: so I do think there is a bit of something like that, you know, because growing up as a fan of the classic series, the Doctor was never like that. And so in a weird way, I know it's classic fans that have a more of an issue with this doctor than others, but in a weird way, this I'll beg like your a pardon. to basics. What? But
1: then no, it is it's a really <laughs> hard one to pinpoint though, because like I really I really like the first four doctors like quite a lot. And they're all sort of especially Trouton is very just like this, you know, a bit behaving all over the place. But like I'm not huge on Sylvester McCoy who would be the most godlike
0: classic yeah. Doctor.
2: Oh, see, I've turned on McCoy. I love him You've now. Turned... <laughs> You've turned I, hated him. I hated him back in the
0: day. I oh, found but... his
2: performance very inconsistent.
0: Oh, he's my number one.
2: You know where <laughs> all my hatred goes, Dylan. <laughs> yeah. Out
0: <it's> of, um... <laughs> to Sophie Bloody
1: Aldrin, isn't it? Out of Doctors <laughs> 5, 6, and 7, he's my favorite out of them three,
2: definitely. Yeah. And I'll just say, right, You know, I said to you there were some fabulous set pieces and they say, I fucking love this bit with the bikes and the gums out in the vineyard. Sorry, think... just going back to that barn bit as well. Like, all she does is just ask him loads of questions
1: and doesn't give him any time to no, respond. No, she doesn't. She says, she don't does. threaten me. You're fine. I'm very difficult to get rid of. She threatens him as well. She just gives him loads of questions. He doesn't have time to respond and he wouldn't well, anyway because she's not Just seeing what you
2: want to see, Luke
1: Malor. I'm not...
0: I'm not. It unfair. is. Seen, seen exactly Look what's at on the these street. shots. Look at these shots. The uh, the the one issue I have with this scene, these chases on the motorbikes, and this is this is my sort of telebrain rather than actual Doctor Who fan brain, is that I know they're not riding those motorbikes. The the angles they get are exactly the angles you do when you're strapped to the back of a low loader (laughs) on on, Ah. on a bike. It's like so I just don't buy that. any of them. Will you stop, uh, you If you look at the angles and this is the same in all shows, you'll notice they're just a bit too high up because they are two feet off the ground when they're on those bikes so that nothing in a car that not being properly driven like a close-up in a car on a bike never cuts with with the footage of the car moving but that is across the board in everything you ever I, I
1: like the idea yeah. of the motorbike chase but i just think it's, it's a bit cringy and just not particularly filmed great
0: are
2: you mad those sweeping shots <laughs> no it's no, not
1: uh, that's great what does it
2: take to please you people yeah.
1: <laughs> jody doesn't look particularly comfortable doing it either
2: I want to say as well, from this point on to the end of the episode, it's what this is one of my favourite sequences in the whole yeah. of New Who. Me I too. think I think it's brilliantly written. I think it's perfectly played. And I think it's excellently directed.
0: I, I completely agree. Now I want to go back to you what, what you were saying of Jodie not looking comfortable with doing a motorbike like chase. I don't think a lot of the classic Doctors look good in those situations. I don't think Matt does. I think it's a it's a thing that they do on purpose of like it's it's. The doctor's an uncomfortable hero and not good at the action. It just happens to them. I think
1: some actors are better at making that land than... Pertwee is. Pertwee can ride a motorbike.
0: Yeah. Pertwee just spends a whole episode just (laughs) running around for no reason. (laughs) We love it.
2: I do have one complaint. Oh, God, I can't believe I'm going to say something bad. Is the, The whole thing about him being the champion sprinter, I think that's a lazy way of revealing who he is. Yeah. Yeah, and, I don't that, really like
1: that. that's the whole master reveal. So you're saying it's the best master reveal. That
2: is yeah, that's no, the, the whole the crux of it. In performance, the fact that it happens on the back of a brilliant cliffhanger full of jeopardy and excitement. Yeah, it's a
0: great reveal. I'd rather that
2: than Missy <laughs> just going, or oh, should I say
0: master? Is the... it? Yeah, but is it any better than, oh, so-and-so? That's Latin for master. You know, it is <laughs> <laughs> one,
1: no, the conceit of the man. <laughs> no, but we shouldn't be aiming to do
2: what the classic series was doing, and no, gentr- I'm just saying never it's thought it... they would best the sequence on the aeroplane in um, the Bells of St. John, but I love this bit. Oh, I've just not scenes on planes, and I love the fact the bomb goes off, and that they're free-falling, and the camera pulls away from them, and they're literally diving towards the earth. In terms of Jeopardy, I don't think it's been bested. Yeah.
3: It's,
2: it's but, definitely it's... better in Bells of St. John. No,
3: it isn't.
0: This is a proper, iconic cliffhanger moment. I'd like... It's uh, iconic
1: the, for an era like this.
0: Oh, the whole <laughs> Wicked Witch of the West thing—it's oh, fantastic—and yes. he's just shouting and holding on to the door. And the Doctor's in the middle of now. I'll, I'll give you one criticism: it would be better had the first time we'd seen that alien-like alternative universe been when Jodie was transported there, because Yaz gets out of it so easily that we know the Doctor's going to be out of it next yes, week, right? Yes.
1: Which is again, That's... if the Yaz had
2: still been in it at this point, you could have a bit of a duel. Thing, but I love the fact that he pulls the fella out of his pocket. Yeah. In, we're going back to tissue compression. We're yeah. back in the Legopolis days now.
0: I, I also love the just the, the sheer joy on his face when he's like, I've tricked you for so long. You know, it's <laughs> it and the moment he's caught and he sort of goes, oh, and then he's like, he just he does become a different character and it's fantastic.
2: I like the fact that Tozin Cole goes, Master, as if that's a bit embarrassing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I like that the Evil Dan music is playing in the background. (laughs) Oh, Oh, actually, thank you very much, Luke. This is one of my favorite um, musical pieces as well. I play this all the time. This I really like it, but I think it's because of Doctor Who
1: poop and not because of watching (laughs) The Whisker. It's
2: it's, they made it it famous that starts slow and sort of menacing and then builds in excitement. It's great. Go listen to it in isolation. No. <laughs> put, 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 it, put it on your sexy playlist. It's a real. Uh... See, See I like what he says about Bit bit Wicked Witch of the West. Don't say he can't deliver a great line, Chip. That's yeah. a brilliant line. I, I like that the master adds energy and it's an interesting
1: flip of the story. I like that side of it. I don't, I hate the psycho master by this point and, and just not define it as his own because I can't just help but look at this and just think. John Sim's already done it and I felt like uh, up to this point every master has put their own little spin on the role whereas it, this
0: it, it does have elements of Sim but I do think he's different enough not, not to be a, a straight carbon copy
1: weirdly I've got a big issue here that he's, he's just being really really psyched oh I quite like how Barton does a Lupton from Planet of the Spiders there <laughs> he's just, he's just got, So speaking of we on the boat concentrate
2: concentrate <laughs> he just disappears um my but issue yeah. with the, the Dewan Master is he's so sexy I just want to lick his asshole every time he's on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem. It's a problem. But do you know what? That's, I, that's why what they said, call I him prefer, O. I prefer <laughs> Cliffhangers. That are... What did you say? <laughs> that's why they call him O. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call him O any day. Um, I, I prefer Cliffhangers that are hinges in the narrative than moments of Jeopardy because Doctor Who's done so many in moments of... But you can't see it. He does yeah, the, the best cliffhangers are both, yeah. But I'm um, sorry, I was going to say that
1: it annoys me that he's being psycho and he's like John Sim, but weirdly in Power of the Doctor when he's even more psycho than anything, I really like him there. I think he's really good in Power of the Doctor.
2: The moment here where he turns round and they're behind him and the plane, and he's like an instrument of chaos and he's screaming his head
0: off. I just think he looks great. Yeah. Me too. I completely See, so again, agree. It, all bad. It, it all
1: comes down to not being able to buy into it. I just sort of say, like, I don't. I just don't believe it. There's something about the style of the whole episode, well, the whole era, where I'm just not invested. So I don't believe that the three characters are particularly that real, that the plane is real, that they're going to fall to the death. So it just doesn't really have any sort of effect for me whatsoever.
0: Are you worried you might have grown out of Doctor Who? And that's what I did. Well,
1: forget- a big hissy fit. I did it, yeah. um, four episodes later, after finishing
2: with the June and not watched it again. <laughs> that's what I did after I watched Nightmare in Silver. This is the end of me and Doctor Who. We've uh, all. Won- and then you got Charity
1: running on California Beach next week. <laughs> oh, don't even start with me.
0: Uh, I, I was going to say this earlier, but I actually don't think Doctor Who's done with the Timeless Children. I I think no, I
2: don't either.
0: I, I think it will rear its head again in the Russell T. Davis era.
2: From what I understand, he was less than impressed with the Chibnall era, but I think Davis is magnanimous enough that if he's going to celebrate Doctor Who, he's going to celebrate all of Doctor Who. It depends
1: what he wants to do with it. Like, if it, if, I think he can even just ignore it. I mean, we never go back to it again, or he really dives into it. I don't particularly mind which one he does. My biggest issue with the Timeless sh- Child, as a by the end of the series and by the end of the era, is that it's a massive cannon grenade chucked in there that is really for absolutely nothing whatsoever.
2: So is the uh, John Herm after and Day of the Doctor. It's exactly the same. Yeah. It's and then it's not though. Why? It's, it, it's
0: it's it's a plot device that's thrown in because. The BBC ju- didn't want McGann and Eccleston wouldn't do it. But Stephen That's Moffat manages
1: reason- he manages to justify it and make it literally crucial to day of the Doctor. I don't
0: because he's he's he doesn't he's not really any different to any of the other doctors. And they cast John um, what's it, John hurt I was about to say John Sim but it's not mm. um they cast John hurt who is the sort of person that Dr Who fans think is a fantastic actor because he did television back in the 60s 70s and 80s that they love but it, you know it's not uh, as as little as I know about the Ruth doctor I do I still at least think it's a smarter move than than I have real problems with the War Doctor.
2: I think it's just such a lazy thing to do as well, is to bring in John Hurt, have him play a classic Doctor, because that's what he's doing, and then make all those jibes, classic versus new, in Day of the Doctor. Those are such lazy jokes. It
1: was the 50th anniversary. It's not lazy jokes at all, because they're working, on, they're working as a joke for someone who's never watched Doctor Who before, and there's a lot of jokes in there that are working... For people that have watched every single episode,
0: I, 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 well, I actually... didn't
1: laugh. I'm afraid.
0: I, I think a lot well, of the jokes... you've got a
1: crap sense of humor. I'm afraid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually think a lot of the jokes in Day of the Doctor send the show up in a way that I think, and obviously it wasn't. It was a hugely successful broadcast, but I just think it 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 pokes fun at the format of Doctor Who a little bit too much. That it, it makes it it b- makes people go, oh yeah, Doctor Who is a bit shit, actually, isn't it?
2: the the worst thing that Day of the Doctor did, I can't believe we're talking about this now, is how much it belittled the Time War and made it such a fucking boring Star Wars-esque Time Lords versus Daleks shooting around Gallifrey after all those enticing one-liners from Russell T Davies and then inspired a shit ton of monotonous Big Finish stories. Yeah, I mean... It is the line
1: there that it's like the last day of the war and the resources are like expired from both sides, but it can't be blamed for what Big Finish went on to do.
0: <laughs> no, I but was it's... I was just I...
2: expecting more somehow.
0: It but that that whole thing of the Dalek and Dalek being the last Dalek is so sort of belittled. It belittles the Eccleston era, I think, in terms of the 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 struggle that that Doctor went through post Time War. And then the fact that the time war was never really over. I can totally understand why someone would think that. Like that that someone's me.
3: No, no they're
1: right. <laughs> I, I, I can because it—it was definitely something at the time that sat like the. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it took a while to swallow that. Like during that whole time of Eccleston and Tennant, it is still out there. And I actually yeah. thought I—I I thought Day the Doctor when they were gonna reverse the button and everything they were just going to wipe out that timeline of 9 10 11 and then we'd start with Kapaldi as the new ninth doctor i sort of, i get now that's a bit confusing for an audience now um but like that could have been quite cool and now it's just an abandoned timeline of what would have happened i
2: don't you know how is- i don't know how we're here <laughs> 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 Lots
0: of you know, shit isn't it
2: you know what is quite cool is that, you know, there are Doctor Who fans that love the Christian era and hate it. There are people that love and hate the Moffat era and the RTD era, and they're all welcome here on Hands with a Blood Pen Knife like we are right now.
0: If <laughs> we go and watch episode two? Let's do that, yeah, sounds like a hoop. We, 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 we all still get on, right? <laughs> oh, oh yeah,
2: God, yeah. Of it. I want to lick your arseholes as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>